Hey, Michlella, what's going on, guys? Long time no speak, long time no learn. I miss it. I know you guys miss it. Um, so I'm glad that we are back after the Yom Tovim to be back together learning, back into the series, back into the podcast, podcast um, and back into striking together. Um, please, again, everyone call in, everyone leave your comments, everyone leave your, your, your insights, your ideas, practical things, anything you have to offer. We'd love to hear from you guys. So let's jump back into it. Perak Ches, we are up to in Tehillim. Let's begin. And this parak, I think, is one of the one of the overall themes that David tries to um, explain to us in Sefer Tehillim about ultimately the greatness of Hashem Baruch Hu and the greatness of man and how they linked together. This parak is broken up into those two sections exactly. The beginning talks about how great Hashem Baruch Hu is, and the end talks and how low man is, and then the ending realizes and kind of brings it back together and says, "Wait." HaKadosh Baruch Hu is so great, and he made man, and man must be great. So let's jump into the translation together, and we're going to give some beautiful insights that kind of touch this parak of Tehillim, that are around this parak of Tehillim, and give us a deeper understanding of really what is the greatness of man, and how we can connect it to the greatness of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. So let's jump into it. So this is for the conductor of Gitit, one of the um, Psalms of David, which... and. Version jump on this hagitit can mean one of David's like kind of like musicians, one of the people that kind of sung the songs of David. Hashem Adonenu Maadir Shemcha Bechol Haaretz Asher Tana Chodcha Al Hashemayim. Hashem, our Master, how mighty is your name throughout the earth, the earth, who you place your majesty upon the heavens. So Hashem's greatness lies in Shemayim, right? It's talking about how Hashem is like He's above us, He's greater than us, He's not He's not here with us. Out of the mouths of children and sucklings, you have established strength because of your enemies to silence foe and avenge. You, Hashem, you are above everything, above the, the, the weakest thing like a baby and above the greatest thing like enemies. When I behold your heavens, the the work of your fingers, the moon and the stars that you have set in place. I think to myself, what is frail man that you should have remembered him and the son of mortal man that you should be mindful of him? So David's saying, I look at the stars, I look at the sky, I look at your creations, I look at how the world functions and how man functions and how everything in life goes goes and goes on and i think to myself why is man something that you remember every day why is man something that you put an effort to why is man something that you constantly revive revisit and make allowed to survive here yet you have made him but slightly less than the angels and crowned him with soul and splendor so right here is kind of the 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 the, the, the gratification the full coming together of this parak. It's the, it's the climax of this parak. And it says that Hashem, you made us less than angels, but we're even greater because we have Anushama. And that's what I want to talk about here. And pause, and we're going to go back to the ending of the of the parak, the kind of juxt that brings everything back together. Um, but the kvod, the kvod hadar ta'atrahu, that you, Hashem, give us Anushama. What makes us so much greater than anything in the entire world? What makes us great that you are allowed to remember us? That you're so great, Akash Baruch Hu, and we're nothing, and you still allow us to wake up every single morning and let us have our lives and let us go throughout our lives and allow that the world continue to function because you have given us an Neshama. And from this we see that the, the essence of man is not 
their physical body. It's not their their physical things that they do every day, but rather it's the ruchnias part of their lives. It's the neshamatic part of their lives. It's the part of them that is ultimately how that leads them into a life of serving a Kaddish Baruch Hu. This parak is really discussing a critical conversation that I think many of us are aware of that takes place between Moshe and the angels. When a Kaddish Baruch Hu gives the Aserah Debros and the Torah ultimately to man, Moshe Rabinu comes up to Shemayim and says, okay, I'm ready to get the Torah. And the angels go, Tashem, what does this guy think he's doing here? What's going on here? He's, he's a regular guy, and he's coming up to Shemaim, he's getting the Torah, the Torah that you've kept with us. Remember, the Torah has not been given to Avram, Yitzchak, and Yaakov, our Avos. He's, he had, the Torah has been kept in Shemaim for, for, for generations and generations. And the Lachim all of a sudden say, you're going to take, you're going to give it to these, this generation, you're going to give it to this, to these beings? And Hashem says, Moshe, it's your turn to answer them. I'm not going to fight for you. You fight for Bnei Israel. You fight for Kalei Israel. You tell them why man should get the Torah. And Hashem, and, 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 and Hashem says to Moshe, go fight them. And Moshe says, to back to Hashem, says, Hashem, what, what's written in the Torah? What's written in the Torah? Let's run through the Torah and let's talk to the angels together. And let's see what's written in the Torah that the, the angels want the Torah so badly. And Hashem answers, I know Hashem Elkech Asher Hotei this is this is for the 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 group of people that I took on Mitzrayim. And Moshe goes to the angels. Huh, angels, did you get together Mitzrayim? Did you descend to Egypt? Were you enslaved to Paro? And this all takes place, by the way, in Gemara Shabbos, um, Daf, Peiches, Amadbeis. And he says, did you did you um did you get together Mitzrayim? And the, the, the angels don't have anything to answer him. Like right, the angels they stayed in Shemayim. They don't they weren't enslaved to Mitzrayim. They weren't enslaved in Mitzrayim. And he says, I, Hashem, I, I assume that because, because they're not answering, I think we deserve it. And the angels, they still keep fighting back and they still keep fighting back. And so Moshe says, okay, again, Hashem, what else is written? And Hashem says, remember the Shabbos. And Moshe goes to the angels, do you perform labor that you request, that you need to work, that, that you need to rest from? That you need to take a day? Are you working six days out of the week, right? Last week, Parshas Barishas, we got punished. Because Adam sins, Adam and Chava sins, we have to work the lands, we have to work now. Did, does, do, does, does, do the Malachim have that? Do the Malachim have that curse that they have to work? Adam and Amal Yula, do they have to work? No. Man has to work. So why, 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 why do you need that? Why do you need the Torah? You don't need the mitzvah of, of, of Shabbos. And he continues and he says, the next thing is, Lo tisa Hashem. You don't have to, you don't have, you're not allowed to swear in Hashem's name. And, 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 and Moshe says, do you conduct business with one another? They have to swear falsely. And he says, um, do you have parents? No, you don't have parents, Malachim. You don't have to, you don't have to um, honor them. And he goes on and on. Many, many, many mitzvahs. Lo tanaf, lo tignov, lo kina. Uh, not to have, do we have a yit, do we have a yit or hara? The Malachim don't have any of this. They don't have jealousy. They don't have kina. They don't have taiva. They don't have any of these bad midos, any of these mitzvahs that a Baruch Hu commands man. And therefore, ultimately, all of the malachim say together, you should give it over to man. You should give over the, the, the Torah to man. And the beginning of this Gemara is fascinating because it actually quotes one of the Pesachim in our tale. Pesach Haya quotes, Ma'enosh ki uben adam ki Why do you remember man? Why do you remember man? There's no point. They're low. Why are you giving them the Torah? 
And after Moshe's rebuttal and fight for Klai Yisrael to get the Torah, because how precious the Torah is, and how amazing the Torah is, and how the Torah is meant for people who are imperfect. The Torah is meant for a person that's trapped in a body that has an neshama. It's meant to uplift a person, to uplift a flawed person, not a perfect person. Torah is not meant for anyone who's perfect. Torah is meant for any person to connect to and grow from because we're flawed, not not despite, despite, not despite it, but because of it, to grow and to be stronger, to be better. And how does this Gemara end? I find it fascinating. The Gemara ends by quoting the last Pasuk in our Tehillim. Let's continue from where we were. Pasuk Ches. You give him dominion over your handiwork. You place everything under his feet. You allow man to be the head of of all of creation, the birds of the sky and the fish of the sea, and man and man even traverses the, la- the lanes of the sea over Hashem. That's the ending pasuk that the Gemara quotes. Hashem, our master, how mighty is your name throughout the earth. And this is a contrast to what we said in the second pasuk. How great is your greatness, Akadosh Baruch Because you keep it in Shemayim. And the angels here say, "No, Hashem." The last pasuk. We're gonna we're gonna requote this pasuk. The last pasuk. It doesn't say anything about Shemayim. It just says, "In the land." Hashem, your greatness isn't just in Shemayim. But your greatness is in the arets. Because why? Because you created man. You created a moral being that has flaws. And that's not in, in Shemayim. That's not like the Malachim. That's not awesome and great and perfect. But you gave us a Torah. You gave us a Torah to perfect ourselves because we have an Hashemah. And that's why Hashem, you're so great. You gave us. You have hope in us. You believe in us. You believe in Man that lives on earth. You believe in a person that's flawed. You believe in a being that can perfect itself and that can grow and that can be stronger and that can be greater. And this parak, I think, is so is such a, a new way of looking at Hashem's greatness and our greatness. Because ultimately, I think a lot of the times we believe that our greatness lies in when we do things that are right. And to a certain extent, that is true, right? Our choices, our decisions, the, 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 our, the, the consequences of our actions are ultimately defined by who we are. Because when we make a right choice, that reflects, that reflects the goodness in us. And when we make a bad choice, that maybe reflects the negative sides of us. And the sp- sides of us that are lazy and the sides of us that don't want to work and don't want to push ourselves. But ultimately, this parak of is, is showing an intrinsic goodness that lies in us. An intrinsic godliness. Hashem, you've given us, you've crowned us with a kavod. Kavod here means an neshama. You've given us an neshama. And even if there are times when I'm lazy, and even if there are times where I'm jealous, and even if there are times that I feel lower, and I feel less than the malachim, and I feel less than the animals of the earth, and I feel less than the responsibility you've put on me, I know that ultimately I have an ashama. And because I have an ashama, because I have a yetzer hara, and I have something that I have to battle, and I have something that I have to fight, and I have something that I have to become better for and work for, that makes me greater. That makes me higher than any animal, any malach, anything. And that makes me worthy of getting the Torah Kedusha. 
This parak, I think, is such a, a, a new way of looking at how great we are. Because we sometimes can think our greatness relies on the results. But really, this parak and Davin Amalek is teaching us that your greatness doesn't lie in necessarily the choices you make. It, it does to some extent. But the greatness that you have lies in the fact that you are in a shama. And I think this is a really, a really big issue that so many of us have a hard time with. Because in today's culture, right, you get 100 on test, you're smart. Or, or you, you, get, you land this t- top job in a firm, you're awesome. And we, de- we become defined by the titles and the grades we get. And we become defined by other people's approval. And we become defined by others and things that are external from us. And David Malk is saying, no, no, don't be defined by that. You're defined by what's inside. You're defined by who you are internally. Your neshama, something that's so premium and internal that no one can put a finger on, that no one can actually like describe with words, something that's so internal and personal to each person. I think that a place where we can have this kind of kavana is in our sitter in Elokai neshama. We say right before brachos. It's a beautiful, a beautiful part of uh, part of davening that I think gets a little bit misconfused. And what do we say? Hashem, the neshama you've given to me is tahor. It's pure. And this is written in hoive. It's written in now. It's pure now. It's not, oh, it was pure. It's going to be pure. It's pure now. No matter what I've done, no matter what mistakes I've made yesterday, today is a new day. We, this, is, this is said right before brachos, right? This is the beginning of our davening. It's pure. And why is it pure? Ah, Tabarasa, you created it. Ah, Tayyitzarta, you fashioned it. Ah, Tanafakta, you breathed it into me. Ah, Tamashom, Bakirbi, and you safeguarded it. Ah, Tayyitzarta, you one day you're going to take it away from me. Ulach, Sir, be lost, love, and restore it to me in the world to come, right? Every single night, you guard it for me. You keep it to me. You keep it for me. And then when I wake up in the morning, you return it to me until one day where you're going to take it from me. And ultimately, we end with cold manch and neshama bekirbi. Every moment that neshama is in me, my Daniel Fanach, I have to give you so much things. Why? Why do I have to give you things? Because I have time to work. I have time to be better. I have time to be greater. I have time to connect to you, Hashem. I have time to be my real self. I have time to become stronger and greater and a better version of who I am. I think that's an amazing place where we can have this kind of kavana. And just a little bit more on a practical term. So that's practical in the sense of tefillah and davening. And a reminder before we go into our day, whatever I may do, I know I'm ultimately good. I know I'm ultimately great. I know I have an ashama inside of me. But another place where we can ultimately, I think, practically implement this into our daily lives is that when we do make a mistake, because there doesn't happen, we are going to fall. We're not perfect. When we do make a mistake, to think to ourselves, is this who I really am? Is this what I really am about. Because it's so easy when we get caught up and when we make mistakes to say, oh, that's me. I flawed. I said Lashon Hara. I'm a person who speaks Lashon Hara. I'm a Baal Lashon Hara. Right? How many times do we, we identify with our sins? We identify with, with the things that we've messed up. We identify with the mistakes we've made. Practical, practically, I think that what we can do is when we do make a mistake, to step back from that mistake. And it's very hard to do this. To step back from our mistake and say, that mistake wasn't me. It, I, I did it. And there will be consequences because of that. I spoke Lashon Hara. That person really might be upset at me now because I spoke bad about them. But ultimately, I have to take a step back and say, that's not me. I'm on a Shema Tahorahi. I am pure. I am godly. I am connected to HaKadosh Baruch Hu in the greatest way. I have Torah. I have MS. Hashem has given me another day to live. And that's a reason for me to continue. And that's a reason for me to do tshuva. And that's a reason for me to grow up and be stronger and be better and improve. 
And no, not fall again to Lashnar, not make this, not allow this to become an excuse, but to say, no, despite the flaw that I have, I'm godly and I'm great and Hashem still loves me the same. It's been amazing learning with you guys. I hope you can implement this parak of Tehillim and say it in those moments where we, we honestly, where we all feel that we messed up and all, in all those moments where we maybe don't feel as great as we do and we're lacking in that self-confidence. Perichas is a place to do that, to see Hashem's greatness, that he, that he trusts us and to look at our greatness and say, I have an Hashem and that's who I am. And ultimately with this parak, in Mirza Hashem, we should all be able to have the confidence to be able to continue to do good, to serve Hashem full-heartedly, with realness, with emesthickness, to serve Hashem truthfully. And to ultimately come to a place where we're so close to Hashem that we know our greatness and we know His greatness. And we know that ultimately we can do anything in this world. And with that perspective, Amir Tashem will be able to do every mitzvah and fulfill everything good and care for every single person and bring Mashiach of Hira Amenu Amin Selah. Guys, it's been a zuchus to learn with you. Please call back. Please leave comments. Please leave questions. Please leave more tips, more advice that I maybe didn't um, fully fully go through here. And Amir Tashem, this should be a zuchus for all of us to grow and to feel the self-confidence, to feel the greatness, to feel our worth, and to bring the Mashiach.